Hey everyone, welcome to the Davis Arts Council Backstage Pass podcast recorded in the green room of the Kinley Amphitheater. My name is Kim. And I'm Heather, and we're here to talk music, art, literature, and give you a peek into what goes on here behind the scenes. In this episode, we're interviewing Davis Arts Council's Director of Community Engagement, Terry Cowan. She'll talk about her work with us as well as her work as an actor. So welcome, Terry. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. We're excited for this episode. (laughs) Terry is one of our bosses. Yes. She is in charge of us. Yes. And she's amazing. (laughs) Definitely. Thanks. Terry, I would say you have a long history with Davis Arts Council. I do. (laughs) I have been here a long, long time. I actually started... um, as a board member here, and we think it was like 2008, 2009. Um, I came on for a few years as a board member and um, stayed in that position until my husband and I moved back east, and um, which we were not not planning on. That was kind of a surprise uh, job that came up, an opportunity, so, um, but I really enjoyed serving on the board. So can you explain what a board member does? Because I don't think everybody knows. Well, our board, um, when I first came on, I kind of came on just as a, we used to have something called the Guild. And they would do things like, um, they were just preparing for the big fundraising gala. And so I came and helped like do flowers and set tables. And I kind of just did whatever. Um, and so I was doing that before I was actually invited to be on the board. And then once you're on the board, you sort of um, oversee the Davis Arts Council's mission. You help with fundraising. You make connections between the staff and people you might know in the community who can um, raise money. You ensure that um, the DAC is fiscally responsible. You work with the executive director. Um, you um, sort of broaden the um, awareness of uh, the DAC in the community. And you basically just do anything you can to um, sort of promote the DAC and what our programming is and then just oversee the responsibility of it as well. Yeah. So there's like meetings, right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. How many meetings a year do we, is it so, six, six I think, or seven? Yeah, it's about six now. I think it's every other month. And back yeah. then, it, it originally it was every it month. It was every month, yeah. I remember. But then it was, that was really, because you've got people who are, it, it, our, our board was is kind of a mix of, um, volunteers in the community and some are business people and then we have someone from Layton City who is also a representative and works as the liaison between the DAC and Layton City and that and that's kind of been consistent all along but so now we're I think now they just meet every other month. Very cool. And by the DAC that's our little code word for Davis. It is. Sorry. (laughs) That is very behind the scenes. Now they know what we call ourselves. Yes. (laughs) DAC. Dak. Yes. <laughs> okay, so you came back from back east. Uh-huh. And, and then, well, yeah. I was actually supposed to step into a leadership role on the board, and then we left. And then um, when the executive director at the time, Kurt Bateman, knew that I was coming back, he, he had been talking about trying to add a staff position. And when he found out I was coming back, he said, would this be something you might be interested in? And it sort of just 
fit my skills. Mm -hmm. And so he was looking for somebody at the time that could oversee fundraising, which I had done as a board member. I had been in charge of a fundraising event, Maze Days in the park. Oh my gosh. I loved Maze Maze Days. Days. (laughs) I loved that. That was fun. It was really fun. But so to do that and then be um, at the time what was called community outreach. And Mm -hmm. um, so when I came back, he said let's do this and we kind of made the job description based on what my skills were and so that now I've been here four or five four, yeah four, four or five years, years something wow. like that so <gasps> anyway by fast yeah okay so now you're the director of community engagement that is a very cool job title <laughs> what does yes, it mean <laughs> it sort of encompasses several <laughs> things so um Last year, or the year before, they also moved marketing into my realm. And um, so now, as director of community engagement, and kind of over fundraising and marketing and still some outreach things, which basically means that I, um, I work with the sponsors. I try and find money to support the work that we do. And then with marketing, as you two know, because you do the same thing, um, it's just um, making the community aware of what we're doing in terms of advertising. And um, we do radio, we do magazines, we do all kinds of things. And then also, I just represent the DAC out in the community. So I serve on a couple of uh, different um, boards like with the Davis Chamber of Commerce and then I'm on a what they call the Lakesiders Committee which is sort of the ambassador for new businesses coming into Davis County and then I also serve on the TTAB Committee which is the um, Tax and Tourism Advisory Board um, because as m- tourism money comes into Davis County they decide like where to share that money and so they have different people from different organizations and businesses serve on that committee to sort of help guide where those things might go. That is very cool. I learned something new. I, I didn't know you were on that board. <laughs> but you do always know when when businesses are opening. Like if you ever need to know what's new in town, go to Terry. Because she always does. <laughs> but that's why. Because you're there cutting that's the ribbon. Helpful. All the ribbon cutting. Yes, yeah. That's true. So you said part of your job is working with the sponsors. So can you talk a little bit about why the Davis Arts Council needs sponsors? Because yes, we do. Yes, <laughs> we do need sponsors. So um, I think a lot of people, and, and this happens in theater too, is they think, well, I'm buying a ticket. Why would I also want to be a sponsor or a donor? Mm-hmm. And um, a small percentage of what we do is covered by ticket prices. Those help with the Summer Nights with the Stars concerts, but we also have sponsors for those concerts because that does not cover all of our expenses. And so we have we have sponsors who um, some are interested in giving back to their community, being more involved. Some are looking for marketing opportunities. Some are looking for tickets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and all of those things are okay. But then we also have sponsors who are specifically tied to certain programs, especially with grants and so that's another thing I do is I write grants requesting money from different organizations like the Utah Division of Arts and Museums or um, 
Uh, Utah Power is another, uh, Rocky Mountain Power is a great sponsor of our children's uh, program that we take into schools, active stages. And so sometimes grants especially will be tied specifically to a program that sort of um, connects with what their mission is. And um, so anyway, the sponsors just uh, help our programming I mean, we talk a lot about how 80% of our programming is free. I, I think we're probably really well known for the summer concert season, but um, 80% of what we offer is free to the community, and those sponsorships help um, cover the costs of the of the concerts so that all of our the money that we have can go to those other free programs. That's great. Yeah, yeah. that was great. So you said um, when, like, for instance, if a business sponsors, you said sometimes they want tickets. Like, mm -hmm. can you explain what a business gets when they sponsor us? Sure. So we have, depending on the size of the concert, we have different levels of giving and different levels of benefits. So um, like our big concerts generally require a sponsor who is willing to invest $10,000 in us. And with that, they get like a full page in our program. They get, um, awareness on our website. They get to sponsor a specific show. And, um, and then anytime we advertise that show, we advertise them they get um, a certain amount of reserve tickets and a certain amount of uh, general admission tickets. And then the night of the show that they actually sponsor, they get a, a big group of extra tickets. So they can bring employees or VIPs or family members, however they want to use those tickets. And then just depending on the level of the sponsorship, um, they all come with some sort of advertising, some sort of ticket package. And um, we're actually trying to be a little more flexible. So if one thing is more important than the other to a certain sponsor, we can accommodate that. Oh, very cool. That is really cool. So you're the one to talk to about. Yes. If someone is listening Please. and they're like, wow, that's yeah, like a great idea, <laughs> then email Terry. So if someone does not own a business, but they still want to help out, is there any other way to donate? Absolutely. We, um, we have any kind of individual donation is more than welcome. We list all of our donors in the summer season program every year. And we also have like a leadership giving that's actually new this year for people who are giving up at like that $500 level. And um, they get special, like we just had a big birthday party to announce the season to our donors before we um, announced it to the public the next day. And anybody, because it's our 40th anniversary, anybody who donated $40 and above was invited to that. And it was a grand time. And we announced the season and had birthday cake and food. And everybody just kind of got to visit. It was really fun. But we will, during the year, we will have more opportunities for um, anybody who's in that leadership giving level. We'll have some special events for them. They also, if we have the opportunity, along with sponsors, this is another benefit that sponsors get for meet and greets before and after the show with the artists um that's not always doesn't always happen but almost always mm -hmm. the sponsor will I mean the artist will say yeah you can you know we'll have meet this many people before the show and so that's always cool we just get pictures and they so they'll have a photo of their 
um, opportunity to meet the artists. So that's fun. So any kind of individual donation and even the, I mean, anything helps. We have people who buy their tickets and then just tack on $20 or $5 when they buy their ticket. And um, that money adds up and is very beneficial to us. Awesome. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I'm kind of curious about some of your favorite concerts that you've seen because you've been around the Arts Council a long time. So what what <laughs> sticks out in your memory? I know what she's going to say. Well, <laughs> I have a couple of favorites that people who, I mean, bands I've always loved and um, one I've seen several times, one I had never seen live and that was Toto. And I had been sort of, I, I I served on the concert committee, so we would get the names of people that we were considering. And there's so many different ways and that go into choosing who actually comes. But I had been, please bring Toto, please bring Toto, because I love them. And finally, that happened um, two years ago. I think so. Yeah, yeah. and um, they were awesome. Mm -hmm. And um, And then last year... I sort of have a crush on Boss Gags. I'll just sort say of. it. And <laughs> I've seen him Boss several Gags. times. So when I found out we were bringing him, I was very excited. Um, except that the day of the concert, <laughs> I had had surgery on my face. And so I had like this gigantic Band-Aid in my face and looked like a dork. So um, wear your sunscreen. Yes. <laughs> That's what you're saying. This is your little PSA to wear sunscreen. Uh, so anyway, so that, those are a couple of my personal favorites. But sometimes, you know what? It's like people you didn't even know. Mm -hmm. And then they come and they just knock your socks off. And it's mm -hmm. like, holy cow. I never would have thought that yeah. I would have liked that kind of music or I think that's what's so great about our season subscribers is they're like we don't care who you're bringing we know they'll be great and we'll have a great time so there's always somebody like that that's always my yeah. favorite thing every year is there's always one group that I'm not like I don't have any expectations going into it and yeah it's amazing yep. and it's my favorite and then you go show home and download all their exactly. music on iTunes <laughs> yeah. and yeah totally Okay, so we have a lot of really exciting events coming up this year. So is there anything you're looking forward to in particular this summer? This is going to sound dorky, mm -hmm. but I love Motown. I've mm -hmm. always loved Motown music. When I was when I was little, my aunt lived with us and she that was like during the time of this is will age me, but that's okay. Uh, she, they were like the um, Supremes and the um, like the Four Tops and all of those bands, those were they were on the radio and I love that music. And it sort of just led to a, I mean, a lot of those artists, you know, I just I fell in love with that music. And so we are having a Motown tribute this year and I've not seen them live, but I've seen the video and it looks like an awesome show. Mm -hmm. And that's just on our regular season. Yeah, that's not even one of the specials. So I, I think that's the one that I'm really excited about this year. Awesome. I'm excited it'll, for that yeah, one, too. It'll be a really fun night. OK, so you also are an actor. I am an actor. You said that so <laughs> fancy. I don't know. Actor. <laughs> actor. <laughs> and um, it's a big part of your life too. So we wanted to talk to you about that for the kind of the remainder of our time. Sure. I'm first wondering kind of how far you can trace your interest in acting back. Um, 
you know, my mom used to work for um, Lagoon Corporation. And at the time they had, I mean, in addition to Lagoon, they also had the Terrace Ballroom in downtown Salt Lake. And I mean, the the whole family got pulled into doing concerts and... um, and uh, down there and but then she also she did like marketing for them and so she would Mm -hmm. always get tickets to plays all over and um back in the day lagoon had the lagoon opera house where they would do musicals every summer and so we would go because she was doing the marketing we would go to rehearsals i mean i would watch them rehearse and i would just get to go with her and then we would go see shows. And so from early on, I just loved going to especially musicals. But um, I mean, any high school shows that were playing, you know, some of us had, I mean, I had a friend who had a big brother that played the lead in South Pacific at Bountiful mm-hmm. High School. And <laughs> we went to see that. And then I just, you know, I had my favorites, like a Pioneer Theater, you know, people who were in school up there. And so I pretty early on, I had a love for that okay so it was a lot about exposure yeah yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely okay so what were some of your earliest roles um I think the very first show I did was a production of cheaper by the dozen and I was I think a sophomore I think I was in 10th grade and I played Miss Brill this really shrill teacher who came to the <laughs> house to work with the kids in on their um, school work and then it was really fun because later when I graduated I think it was right out of high school I got the opportunity to do that show again but I played the oldest daughter um, at a performance at Promise Valley Playhouse which is not there anymore it was in downtown Salt Lake and was this very ornate old theater it was really awesome but I think that was the first time I received any money for acting and it was like a stipend Mm -hmm. for like driving from Bountiful (laughs) to Salt Lake so I can only imagine how much it was (laughs) but uh so that was like the very first role and then I just did every year whatever the high school was doing I did those shows and then um I um and as soon as I got out of school, then I just auditioned for everything that I could. So that's, oh, that's neat. Awesome. Um, so how did you gain experience and education in acting? Um, well, I actually, um, when I was in school, I was at Woods Cross High School, but it was only ninth and 10th grade at the time. And I actually had gotten into it because everybody kept talking about this speech and drama teacher that they really loved at at Woods Cross. And so I really, I took speech because of that. And then I liked her so much and she was directing the show. So I, that was why I even auditioned for that show. But then um, I had my choice of going to Bountiful or Viewmont and Bountiful had a really, really strong um, theater program with Kim Birmingham and so I chose to go there because I just loved theater so much and then that w- I just took as many classes as I could there were there were musical theater classes there were regular cl- classes we did Shakespeare we did theater history um, and then I went to Weber State on a um, academic scholarship and about a quarter in I was like I miss theater so <laughs> I went over to the theater <laughs> department and they were like well we can have you audition for a theater scholarship. And so I 
so I did that, and then I I went to school on a theater scholarship until I graduated. Oh, that's so that's neat. Awesome. But I also just I just saw everything that I could and auditioned for everything. And that, you know, when you're in college, a theater major, you're also doing besides you're doing theater classes. All day, I may have graduated with it more humanities credits than most <laughs> yes. people really need <laughs> because it wasn't until about my second year that a counselor stepped in and said this is awesome however you may want to look at taking some generals um, so I did like um but we would have class theater classes during the day and then we would rehearse one show from like four to six have a break come back and from seven to ten audition or uh, be in rehearsal for another show so it was just constant oh my goodness yeah Surprised you remember your schedule college <laughs> <laughs> awesome. was like 10 years ago for me and I don't remember, yeah, I do remember that <laughs> am funny. I right you met your husband that way we did we at, oh. at Weber uh-huh. in the theater in theater in fact we were doing which um, surprises me because he's not a big talker no no he's an <laughs> introvert he was one of these guys that he was actually in the air force and when he finished he was at at Hill Air Force Base. He's from back east. And he was like, you know, I'm not sure what I want to do, but why can't I be a movie star? So he (laughs) came and went into theater. And uh, so we were actually doing, and he was really an overachiever. So he caught up to me really fast in classes. And he... um, but he, we were doing one show during the day, or in rehearsing one show in the afternoon where he was playing my boyfriend. We were doing The Cherry Orchard. And then at night, we were rehearsing, I think we were rehearsing Kiss Me Kate, and he played my father. Oh, that's awesome. So anyway, so that was kind of funny. <laughs> in the same day. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. That's weird. So anyway, so <laughs> that yeah. That is so cute. <laughs> I was in Taming of the Shrew in sixth grade. Aww. I almost named my daughter Bianca Aww. because that's who I played in the play and I always loved Bianca and that's and who I, I played in, really in, I didn't um, know we had that in common yes, oh my, just my sixth grade <laughs> you guys are adorable uh, so what continues to draw you to acting because it can't be easy so how does it like keep um, you coming back you know I think it depends it's um for me especially stage work well really only stage work I mean you just get to be part of this team and you become like this little family of you know you're thrown together for a lot of whoops a lot of hours in a day and so you become very close very fast and then you just sort of have this mission to tell this story and there's just something about a theater you know the lights go down and this audience wants to be told this story and you know you as a team are doing it and you want it's in everyone's best interest for everyone to be as their very best and so there's just sort of a I don't know that that part of it is what I I really really um, enjoy is the the live theater part of it I don't get to do it as often as I used to because it's just it's really time consuming mm-hmm. and um, I'm you know working here and and I have to really time it like I can't do anything in the summer because we have concerts mm-hmm. all summer and um, but I also do um, film and voiceover work and that is a a little more flexible I mean with a play you've got not film but like with voiceover work generally people are more um, 
apt to work around my schedule. You've got a million people involved with the other two. And so you just have to be available for certain times. And I, especially right now, I mean, I haven't done anything film wise other than commercials for a while, just because it's, you have to be able to commit to a certain, you know, mm-hmm. you, are you free for these, these two weeks? And it's like, no, actually I'm not. <laughs> but thanks for asking. So yeah. I love that commercial. So you did a commercial. Did we say it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> for Ken Garth. I did. And you played a fairy godmother. Who looked like a witch. Who looked like a witch. Yes. yes. You had a lot of makeup yes. on yeah. and prosthetics. But it was amazing. <laughs> it was fun. It, it was, was so cute. funny. And then about first, about three times in a row, I got they, I got called back for witch things. And it was like, okay, <laughs> now I'm being typecast as a witch. <laughs> do we want to talk about the player now? Sure. Because I saw it on I Friday. Guess, will it still be right? Re- when does it go through? Till June 1st. Oh, yeah. so it yeah. might still be running yes. by the time this airs. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you're in Steel Magnolias. Yes, at I Hale am. Center Theater. And it's so cute. I went and saw it on Friday. <laughs> and it's adorable. It is, it's really fun. And it's a really <clears throat> wonderful cast. <clears throat> and um, it's really funny. Like it's, I mean, it's kind of a sad story. It but is. It's, that's true. That's kind of how the movie. Really that's how funny. I picture the movie being too. It was, yeah. I think I saw that movie when I was, I don't know, maybe eleven or twelve. Mm-hmm. And yeah, man, it took a turn. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. Well, but, and it's always <clears throat> we're always surprised when people come in because we assume that everyone knows the story, mm-hmm. and some people will be like, I didn't know that was gonna happen, <laughs> you know. And it's like, oh. I mean, and, it's kind of an old movie. Yeah. They have no excuse. Yeah, so um, look it up. <laughs> but some people don't know that it's actually based the playwright. It's actually based on the story of his sister. It's a true story, and um, that so that's kind of that's kind of cool. And um, but yes, it's a lot of fun. It's all women, six women, and um, we just we've had a blast rehearsing it and. Um, so yeah so we run until June 1st and it's um it's hard to get tickets actually they are really great about adding shows so every week or so we'll get a list of dates that will say are you available these dates and there are actually two casts they double cast at the Hale Center Theater and and so because they have really long runs and so they will can switch out people Mm -hmm. so one night you might go in like I think this Friday we're using somebody from the other cast and that will be the we don't get a rehearsal they'll just show up that's exciting and be the and they'll be in the show so we all watched each other rehearse so we kind of know things but as you open and start doing the show sometimes things change so that will be exciting (laughs) I was like enjoying it so much just watching because we were third row back I think so we could see the stage really well mm-hmm. and it's in the little theater it's not the big one yeah and I was looking at all the props and I'm like it's amazing like there's water in the water and like spray bottles for the hair like there's water that comes out of the sink so one character Whoa. actually gets her hair washed it's oh crazy. my goodness it's true it's and awesome. I wish that you could see the backstage <laughs> of the thing that they've built that goes into this big tub where the water comes for that wow. and I've got to tell you so I at one point I had just said I want to write a check when I leave this scene mm-hmm. um I said you know I, I feel like I'm the only one who's actually leaving after having my hair done I would be pay her so I yeah. wanted some money to give her a tip and then I wanted a check 
And so she was like, are you going to write it? And I said, yeah. And she says, are you going to, do you want to rip it out? And I said, yeah, Ooh, that'd yeah. be great. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so then I come in a week later and they've had checks made up with my character name, with an address. Oh, it's so awesome. awesome. <laughs> in Chickapin, Louisiana, Clary <laughs> Belcher. It was so sweet. Do you so, get to keep one after the show? Awesome. That's a good I feel I I'm very I sentimental. I feel like if I was... Yeah, I'd be those people that were are like, I took this from the movie set because <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, that's too cute. Well, you do like keep all of your residual checks that, that's... that come in <laughs> because I have to gather ass. them yeah. because they're so small <laughs> that so I'm embarrassed good. to deposit them. She pulled out like three checks the other day, and they were like, I've seen them. one was almost ten dollars. One <laughs> was almost ten dollars. One was like twenty five cents. Yeah, it's great. There's <laughs> nothing more it. embarrassing than depositing a. 25 cent check (laughs) yeah you should just frame them you earned it exactly that's exactly true so I know you also like to attend plays and theaters and you know yes so I'm wondering what are some of the best theater experiences that you've had as an audience member you know what it's kind of like when we were talking about the um the bands that surprise us that we don't really know anything about um one year I was in, I, I actually had a friend who was a producer and had used me in a bunch of commercials. And she, because of she was a, an ad person for, um, this was KUTV at the time, they always took their people who bought so much or, you know, were able to get so much um, business on a trip. And they, she was like, do you want to go to Australia, New Zealand? And I was like, mm. like yeah, that sounds really awful. <laughs> Let's not do that. But um, so we went, uh, so we, we, we were in Australia and we just wanted to find some theater to go to. And so they, we actually called this cab. We didn't know where we were going. We gave him the address and as we got into this neighborhood, he was like, you guys don't want to be down here. Oh, no. <laughs> and we were like, well, this is where it is. And he was like, okay, just be really, really careful. And he pulled up like in this, in front of this big, this office building, but it wasn't huge. It was just kind of this, and you went in and you went up these like back stairs of an office building and then you walked in and it was just like a, like a big office room. And the people were like handing out programs and they were like here and you can sit there. And there were, it was a round circle of chairs and there was, they were like, there were no lights, there were no anything. (laughs) And we're starting to think, what is happening? (laughs) And, um, they do theater differently in Australia. (laughs) And so then as people came in, so, I mean, literally it probably seated maybe 25 people, but then there were the people handing out programs and kind of loitering around who eventually came and sat down in the circle. And then they just started the play. And it was like the people who had handed you programs were the actors. <laughs> and they started, they start, but they, it was a play about um, where they each played each of the characters in the play at some point. And one of them was like a small boy. And it was just so interesting to watch like seven different actors, hmm. their take on playing this young boy and then the mother and then the because and like men playing the mother. I mean, it just was it was so interesting. And we just left. We couldn't stop talking about it. And then when we got to New Zealand, we went to um, there was an outdoor thing. Same, same thing. We're like, where are we going? <laughs> and it was like a, just an outdoor stage with just lights strung up around it. And um and it was like a whole thing about the Maori people and mm-hmm. um, 
it was just it was fascinating and I just I felt like I just left having a better sense of other countries theaters and what what they were like um I just I love to go to places I don't know what I'm gonna see Mm -hmm. you know because if I go Mm -hmm. and I know like half the cast I spend half the time watching them and going oh look how yeah adorable mm-hmm. they are in that role and if it's a play I've been in then I'm like well I wouldn't have made that choice you know <laughs> that sort of thing so I just wow. like to be really really surprised I say one other thing that I did we when we were uh in Washington DC we went and saw War Horse at the Kennedy Center and it's the horse if you know anything about the movie or the play I mean the horse in the play is play pay, is portrayed by these people that it's like a big puppet thing Mm -hmm. like if you've seen lion king how the animals are played and it was just it was moving and stunning and just overwhelming so and i just didn't know what to expect when i walked in so so it was a complete surprise that gives me chills yeah so i just i love i love stuff like that and we are so lucky here because there are so many great theater companies i mean um, per population, I mean, Utah just has a ton of great theater, and there are new little places popping up all the time. Good Company Theater in Ogden is doing really wonderful things, and I never know what I'm going to see when I go in there. I, I haven't seen anything there that I knew going in and have mm-hmm. loved everything. And Plan B in Salt Lake always does really interesting thing. They really, you know, spotlight local playwrights, and so we're just really, really lucky. It's true. That's awesome. So... <laughs> excited for this question (laughs) have you had any embarrassing mishaps on stage never kim i've never had anything okay i'm rephrasing it what have been your embarrassing mishaps on stage oh my gosh okay so the first time well i don't know if this was the first time but this one is stuck in my brain forever i was doing a production of uh pippin um at Utah Musical Theater at the time I think it was called Golden Spike Repertory Theater up at and it was at Weber State at the time um, and we were doing Pippa and it's this really great musical about this prince and he's going through this life thing and what do I need to do to have all these things happen at the end he finally decides that you know you just need to strip away all of this fancy stuff and it really comes down to him wanting to spend his life with this woman that I played Catherine and her little boy Theo so at the end scene we're supposed to come out we're in our clothes blah 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 and they the people come up and they take off our our clothes and we're wearing like um like a skin colored leotard underneath I mean we're totally covered but all I had to do for that was unhook the little hooks and eye that were right here so that it would come flawlessly over my head Mm -hmm. so we walk out on stage we're singing the song it's really this emotional thing and all of a sudden it occurs to me that I have forgotten to do those hooks (laughs) so they pull it up over my head and it's like really choreographed and they pull it up and it just like catches on my head and they're like tugging and instead of taking it back down and undoing it they just kept pulling and finally it rips and the hook and I just like <gasps> up oh, the side of my face my gosh it cut you it kind of just like scratched oh, me geez. it was the worst <laughs> it was totally my fault it just was oh it was the worst that's a great that's story hilarious. oh no. it's awful can and, I 
Normally, it's costume things. <clears throat> costume yeah. related. Yeah. <laughs> I was in a production of Hello, Dolly! at the um, Puri in um, Ogden, uh, the Egyptian. And uh, I have this, the most stunning, co- I was playing Dolly, uh, the most stunning costumes I've ever worn. This long blue, you know, she walks into Harmonia Gardens mm-hmm. for the big Hello, Dolly! number. <laughs> And I come upstairs off stage, so I'm up at the top, and then I come down the stairs. Well, as I got to the top, they moved set pieces, which closed in on my dress in the back, the big trail. So I start walking down, hello, Dolly. And I get halfway down, I'm like, er. Like, I couldn't move any further. I was totally stuck. So one of the cute waiters, like, runs up the stairs, runs back around, unhooks my dress, and then we carry oh, on. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. awesome. That's fantastic. I could go on and on. Well, I have a story I feel like I have to tell. It's an embarrassing story about being on stage. So when, and this is why I don't act anymore. <laughs> so I was in high school and I had to take, um, or I didn't have to, but I did take a theater class and we were doing Spoon River anthologies. Mm-hmm. You know that? Uh-huh. So we were required to pick like three monologues. So it's a big collection of monologues. There's a few songs that goes with it. But basically it takes place in a cemetery and every single monologue is from a person who's dead that lived in Spoon River. So anyway, in our class, we were required to do three. And we had a, one prop that worked for all three monologues. But mm-hmm. it had to it had to be different for each monologue. So I picked a blanket because I thought that would be the easiest thing. Because it could be a blanket and then I could like drape it on the back of a chair. And it could be a jacket or something, you know. So clever. So... The only blanket that I had was, it had like stars and stripes abstract pattern uh-huh. on it. <laughs> so I get up to do my monologue. And the way that we did it, every everybody in class was sitting on the stage. And we'd come up to the front of the stage and deliver the monologue and then go sit back down. And our student teacher and our um, teaching assistant were, who was in high school, he was a senior, I was a junior, they were in front of the stage watching us. So anyway, I get up to do my monologue. The second I stand up, Caleb, the student aide, just starts laughing. But he's trying to hold it in. He, oh, doesn't, no. he doesn't want to just start laughing, right? <laughs> and so he's trying to hold it in. And I'm just, I'm going with my monologue. But I'm like, what is he laughing at? And, and so then he like <laughs> leans over to the student teacher, tells her something in her ear. She starts laughing. <laughs> And I'm like, what are they laughing at? And then at another point, I have to, like, turn around and reference the townspeople. So I look at all of my classmates. They are all laughing. And I'm like, okay, what is going on? And I'm thinking, like, did I sit in something? Yeah. Do I have something coming out of my nose? I'm like, but Kayla wouldn't be able to see it if I sat in something. They wouldn't be able to see it if I, like, had some – I was – panicking it was the longest minute and a half of my life of course of this monologue the second I finish they all just let it out and they're just laughing hysterically and I'm like what is going on and Caleb says I'm so sorry it's just the second you stood up with that blanket the band down the hall started playing the Star Spangled Banner (laughs) (laughs) and it was perfect timing (laughs) it was so 
patriotic. <laughs> oh man, that's why I had every anymore. worst case scenario uh-huh. in your mind. Yep, I was like, oh gosh, never again. <laughs> that was just a fluke. Oh, you yeah. should definitely do it again. I haven't done much theater, but I play the violin, and I was at a recital once, and I was playing this really fast fiddle song. I think it was maybe Hoedown. You know the ones the beef it's what's yeah, yeah, yeah. song, <laughs> and I was kind of at you know the big part and my bow flew out of my <gasps> hand I caught it in mid-air <laughs> I nodded to my accompanist to start again and I finished the song and I remember you're a professional it was <laughs> like the greatest coolest mishap ever you could but not yeah, have choreographed that flew I was just going way too fast and it flew out but I had good ref- reflexes in that <laughs> Is moment. Is that on video? <laughs> it's on video, but it's on like VHS. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, okay. it's in a time warp. I don't know how I could ever see it again. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, okay, so Terry, do you have any advice for aspiring actors? Or um, You know, I would say just see everything that you can be in everything that you can. The very first musical I was in, I was in the chorus, and it was so much fun because you got to see, you know, the older students who had already done a musical, how they worked. And, um, you know, I, I also say that keep in mind that rehearsal time is not your memorization time, you know? (laughs) I mean, I was really lucky that I had, you know, I had mentioned Kim Burningham. He was so, he was such a stickler about being prepared and being on time. And um, I am so hyper paranoid about that now. Um, And I remember at Weber State them saying, I can tell you came out of a really good program because you're always here on time. You're always prepared. And um, you just, when you come to rehearsal, you're there to work. You're there to incorporate all of the memorization and all of this stuff with everybody else. It's not for you to stand there and say, well, I don't know what my line is. So, um, yeah. so um, that and then the other thing that I would say is, um, you know, <clears throat> I've been really lucky to be able to do a lot of voiceover. And, and it's not that my voice is so awesome. It's that so often I when I go into those things, it's a cold read. I mean, so you're just handed, and sometimes it's really technical stuff, and but it can be like, you know, 50 pages that you, you have to do. And I think the reason that I have been really successful in voiceover is because I read a lot in real life. And so mm-hmm. I think that, and whenever I go talk to kids in high school, uh, you know, I'm just, I always say, just keep reading read everything you can about history because that you know informs characters that you play and just things about human nature that helps you inform characters that you play but just really see as much as you can and um and you know if you can take classes if you can if you can sing and dance and act then you know your chances are threefold of getting cast um Even if you're, it's not a musical, just because you learn how to use your voice, you learn how to move, um, just so I would uh, take classes. There are classes all over the place in Utah and in Davis County, so take advantage of those. That's great advice. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. It's, isn't it um, interesting to think how different your life would be if you didn't, Aww. Kim and I have talked about mm-hmm. this before on the podcast, just yeah. how different our lives would be if, if you wouldn't have grown up around theater like you did. Oh, yeah. Like, 
you met your husband doing a like you would have exactly life would have been totally different exactly and my I mean I was so lucky that my parents loved theater I mean my I like I will still go to my mom and dad's today in an afternoon and they'll be they'll have like old Brigadoon. They'll watch yes. like those Aww. old when musicals. Gene Kelly. That's when Gene Kelly sang about Heather. It's, it's like my dream. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so those old musicals are just awesome. Oh, I love your parents. Your parents are adorable. <laughs> Do you have a dream role that you maybe a dream role that you got to play and one that you haven't had the chance good. to play yet? Yeah. Let's talk well, about I that. okay. So a dream role. The first musical I did in high school was um, I was in the chorus of Hello Dolly, and they had double cast Dolly, and so I got to watch two different people and their take on that role. Mm-hmm. And I was just thrilled to be in the chorus, and I just thought someday that would be awesome. Aww. So when I got to do that role. Um, especially it was the first, they had just opened the Egyptian, reopened it after they had redone it. And it was the first show that they had done there. And so I got to do that role. That was awesome. In terms of roles, you know, I I really would like the opportunity to do more classic theater. They just, there's not a ton of Shakespeare. And, um, I did get to do that. A lot of the roles I would like to do are roles that I did when I probably wasn't old enough to be doing them. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, um... I played Gertrude in Hamlet, Hamlet's mother. That was another one Tom was playing Hamlet. I played his mother. Played his mother. <laughs> and uh, so so I would love the chance to do that again. Jean Brody, I love um, that show. And I when I played her, I wasn't old enough to be. But, you know, you're in college. And yeah. you're, I mean, I, I love that I'm a character actress. I mean, I... People are like, oh, don't you miss doing the ingenue roles now? And it's like, not really, because they're <laughs> not as interesting to me as, yeah. as the character actors. So most of them that I would like to, I would just like the opportunity to get to do more classical theater. And um, there are some great roles in, you know, Shakespeare um, that I would love to tackle. Love it. Okay, Kim, what about you? Oh, I want to know your dream role. Really? <laughs> not that we're actors, but right. you know, um, we can dream. Oh, gosh. I don't even know. Hmm, I'm trying to think what I picture you as. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> hmm. What about you, Miss Heather? Okay, maybe we can be in one together. Okay. Or maybe all three of us. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so much fun. Because like everyone, I'm obsessed with Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, you saw it in New York with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Terry saw the original cast. I saw them when they came to Utah, which was still great. (laughs) But, um, I mean, I have blonde hair and blue eyes, but I would love to be Eliza. I know, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) She was like the biggest surprise to me in that play. Um, She's just like a hero of mine now. She just has such a great story legacy i know it's awesome and that's like one of those shows that's like oh my gosh i mean to have a show like that that just sparked this interest in history for kids Mm -hmm. and teenagers and i just stuff like that that gives me goosebumps the theater can make that big of a difference to people i think that's awesome do you know the music then because i'm thinking i could be eliza and you could be which sister You're not, no one wants to be Peggy. I'll be Peggy. <laughs> okay. The trampy You'll take one. That challenge. <laughs> exactly. Then you're Angelica. Okay. You're the rapper. Ooh, that sounds exciting. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really they're great. <laughs> I don't know. I've heard you rap, Heather. You're pretty good. <laughs> when we were testing out Those the podcast our, equipment for the first time, she was rapping Eminem. <laughs> wow. I hope you saved it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I did, actually. Maybe. I'm not sure. Our blooper reel. Yes. Really? <laughs> oh. All right. Well, this was so much fun. Yay! Thank you, Miss Terry. Thank you so much. You're welcome so much. So... Thank you for listening. Please rate and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to it. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's where we have up-to-date stuff about all of our shows and where we host our awesome giveaways. And they are awesome. Mm-hmm. They're exciting this year. And be sure to check out davisars.org. We will link everything in the episode that we talked about. See ya. See ya.